0: Hey everybody. My name is Alex and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday edition. Thanks everybody's been listening to the podcast lately. I still really appreciate it and still stunned that you guys like hearing my nonsense about anime. This episode I want to talk about something that I I know I talked about before. <laughs> and that is continuing a series um, specifically like bringing an old but this time I want to talk about specifically bringing an old franchise um, into the kind of into the current age and the reason I want to talk about that is because last time I'm pretty sure I talked about it around um, Bor- Naruto into Boruto and it's my big problem was my big problem with Naruto and the Boruto. Then, as in from what I remember, then it's still the problem now, and that is, they didn't. To this day, the most popular parts of Boruto are still the parts in which they are using the built up. Story world of Naruto, and it leak it like leaks forward into Boruto. So that's that's kind of what they're that's that's what they're trying to. That's what they've found the most successful. I mean, I literally just saw a news story, I think yesterday, um, that said you know new. New promo for Boruto sets up Sakura for the finale of the of the current arc they're on, and I'm just like, why, why isn't it a new character? <laughs> why are we going back to Sakura? Why is this necessary? I mean, it. And the the issue there, the issue there, stems from. The, The amount of Boruto there is isn't anywhere close to the amount of Naruto there is. And that means that you have so much interesting stuff you can do with the older characters in that show that you just can't get to as easily as the um, newer characters in that in the Naruto universe and also the fans have more of a relationship and more are more invested with the old with the older characters so you, most Naruto fans if they're watching Boruto at all are watching for the Naruto characters and it's It it creates this problem of they can't move away from those characters too much, or else they're just screwed. Um, I think I think the last major arc in Boruto was a times with a time travel arc where Boruto just time traveled back to the past and like saw old Naruto episodes play out in front of him, and that's very strange. Um, and in Mission, that show doesn't have a whole lot going for it in a way that like is stunning but what i want to talk about now the show i want the two shows i want to fo- the two things i want to focus on now are first um Yashihime, um the half demon princesses um that's premiering right now and a show i want to talk about and to show the kind of didn't ins- so that's the show that kind of inspired me to do that. And a show I want to focus on less, Actually, a movie I want to focus on less, is like A 7 High Evolution, which was the um, thing I watched on movie night and then subsequently talked about in my Thursday show. And if you haven't listened to that Thursday show, um, anyway, he's not focusing enough on this for me definitely go listen to that Thursday show. It's the previous one in the feed. But... I, so, whereas Boruto had the issue of not focusing on its own get on the main character... on the main character... because you don't care about the main character... The long and short of it is, is that... Um, Eureka 7... Eureka seven, um, high evolution does what you kind of want to do in continuing in like bringing the series into the modern day, which is it tries to shift the focus to a different character, but the my beef with that you can go with you can go hear me rant about only love will stop the killing. <laughs> in um in that episode but th- that show isn't true to the that mo- that film isn't true to the spirit of the show it just doesn't do it well which is a shame because the the previous film that they did for Oracle 7 was totally cool and totally doable and, to- and totally, it was like a weird what-if scenario. And we know how much I like what-if scenarios. Um, But the then we get to Yashihime. And Yashihime is, I think, really interesting. I was reminded by Lauren, my friend and now co-host, who I now co-host a podcast with, over on the... Uncanny Curse Podcast. This is that my plug for that. If you like X-Men, go seek that out on whatever you're using to listen to this right now. We're funny as shit, I promise. There's two episodes out now. Um, but... I was reminded by her that... Hey, wasn't Inuyasha bad, ultimately? And I was like, um... You're not wrong. And... She's probably not wrong about about Yashihime. Like, Yashihime may turn out to be obnoxious and never end and... Slightly bad, but... I'm encouraged for two reasons. First off, Yashihime is explicitly not about Inuyasha. And not about Kagome and not about the cast of Inuyasha. It is. It has brought that show into the future. It brought that un, It has progressed time in that universe, and it does it in a really interesting way. It 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 immediately establishes that you, these are the children of characters you're familiar with by basically making the first episode. A a OVA for Inuyasha. Like. Inuyasha and Kagome are. Married isn't the word. Inuyasha and Kagome are married. Basically. is, is, Is the fucking word. And. They. You get one more episode to spend. With. The cast of Inuyasha. As they are. And then you... then from the second episode on... You meet the main cast... You meet the main cast of that show... Who are... And the main cast of that show... Is actually... Um... Seshomaru's kid... Who... One of Seshomaru's kids... Which is like concerning that he had children... (laughs) Who one of whom who gets separated and time-warped into modern-day Japan and has grown up in modern-day Japan, but with, like, quarter-demon powers or whatever. And then gets thrown back into feudal Japan, um... And is, like, and is then dealing with all that stuff. And the interesting thing about the about this about this show is that where High Evolution didn't stay true to the spirit of the show, um, to the spirit of Elreka Seven, Yashihime... Yasha Hume becomes this experiment in mass-produced art, basically, which is really cool because if you've never seen any Yasha, a, you should at least expose yourself to one episode of that thing. It is, it is like, it is not Ram, Ramiko, Rumiko Takahashi's best work. I don't, I just don't think it is but it is a distillation of everything about Rumiko Takahashi that about about every thing about Rumiko Takahashi's work that people that a people like and also that b people don't like it it has a abusive relationship where it's like two assholes it has two assholes in love it has interest interesting and likable side, like an interesting and likable side characters that function like that are functionally like a family it has like this cast of that's the cavalcade of weirdos and idiots it has this it It's hard for me to explain Rumiko Takahashi without saying. So it's like Ranma one half, because that's essentially what every Rumiko Takahashi is best explained like. Show is best explained like basically, and that's a very specific feel that that has vanished. From anime... Largely... I mean this... Her... Her... Influence is felt on a lot of things... Because... In the... 80s and 90s... In... Up until the early aughts... There's always been a... Super popular... Rumiko Takahashi thing. So up until... Fairly recently considering there's always been a popular, like, two-assholes-in-love-Rumiko Takahashi rom-com floating around. And on top of that, had but the thing that's also true about Rumiko Takahashi stuff is It also has a a very specific look, feel, and sound. And something we often forget about anime is that... Something that we often forget about anime and the production committees that make anime feel forced to ignore sometimes because fandoms of shows because they want to strike why the iron's hot of of a pop with a popular show and give fans more more of it, they tend to forget that there are people who are trained in who are so trained in the craft that they can reproduce the kind of the kind of bottled magic that of anime is difficult to rep- of specific anime series and seasons is really difficult to reproduce but there are people who are totally capable of it Um a perfect example of this going bad on a franchise is One Punch Man season 2 that, that show's first season was made by Madhouse and they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't work out the timetables with Madhouse to get it done. So they went to a different studio and the result is a just a less all round in terms of quality second season of that show aka genos's arms of from season 2 of one punch man will haunt your dreams um and it just when you watch when you've seen season 1 of one punch man and you watch season 2 it just mm-hmm. feels disappointing <laughs> like you you feel disappointed that it exists um in the way that it does and I was stunned, and I, and after I saw that, it became this, it creates this criteria in my head of, if I'm going to watch something that, and, and is also an example of this in the same, in the same way, but in also, like I said, different ways, um, is, if you're going to take the time to reboot an old series, if you're going to take time to bring it back, are you going to, um, are you going to be able to replicate the kind of, are you going to be able to rebottle the magic? And what I mean by that is, are you going to be able to hit the notes of? like, character design, um, world design, um, from... character design, world design, um... music, sound, that makes this show have the same feel, even if it's a telling, a different a totally different story that the original property did and yasha he may knock that out of the park like i said i'm not i'm not sure that it hasn't also unfortunately necessarily replicated the problems with any yasha but it like If you've seen Inuyasha, you probably remember one of the things you probably remember is their ending themes to that show, and their ending themes to that show so The ending themes to the Inuyasha show that I love that has Kagome essentially riding through Tokyo in the wind, in the snow on um on a monorail on the, on their above ground monorail and it's just kind of hauntingly beautiful completely unnecessary but hauntingly beautiful ending animation set to this like great chill like techno beat that just like it sits with you and it's this In the same way that one piece that the um, the scene where one in one piece strong world where they all show up in gangster uniform is this acknowledgement of like fan culture and fan and fan edit and like fan art moment in that in that movie, which is very interesting to me. The, that ending, I think it's like ending two of Inuyasha, is this, like, and they did this a lot with Inuyasha, it's, it's this, it's just filling in the gaps for that show of, oh, you, you get to sense that when we don't, when we're not seeing Kagome, when she's just, like, living a normal life in, Tokyo in her current time period and she like has to go to the library for something <laughs> this is a scene that happened where she was like having a like ponderous moment on the train on her way home um and it it helps fill in the slice of life gap of that show that they just because of that show's, like, spending so much time in, in ancient Japan, they don't have an opportunity to always. And that, and you, you got the same kind of feel of that, of that ending theme song from the first episode of Yashihime. Like, you were seeing so much of the connective tissue of that of the inuyasha universe that it's it it's just kind of fun to watch they they have a fight with a with a big bad evil demon but it's, it's not it's not it, that doesn't feel like the important part of the episode. Like that's over very, that's over fairly quickly, and they, and you just kind of spend time with the characters in an everyday scenario, and then, you, you really quickly move on to, the three prince, the three princesses, and. Then they played the ending theme, and the ending theme for Yashihime is so much like has so much of the same qualities as the ending theme to um what's it called to the to, to to the second ending theme to Inuyasha that I was like I found myself stunned, and another show that does this interestingly well is um burn the witch which was very clearly being set up for to be um tight kubu's like new breakaway we're gonna do this for a bunch of chapter thing but i guess it just didn't either he didn't want to continue it or um it didn't catch on the way anybody wanted and that is and that and that has caused it to basically be a four chapter, interesting thought experiment of like, what if we had a different section of the Soul Society that was the western end of the Soul Society universe that's all about dragons, and they but they, in the but it was popular enough to get its own OVA or he has enough legacy name for them to just feel like this. So we have to produce this as an anime at some point, right? And that also has... And this and a lot of this is because of um, a lot of both of these... Both Yasuhime and Burn the Witches' um, su- success is based on the fact that this Doucher is a huge thing, and also... The art style of both Rumiko Takahashi and Taiko is so, it's so strong, and it is from, it's from a time before anime had this like homogenous, stampable style. That, I mean, if you see a Rumiko Takahashi character. There like, it's got this f- flare that it's got this like nineteen eighties nineteen eighties to mid nineteen nineties anime style flair that you 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 totally recognize and, Taikobu has this has a had a very has a. Like nineties to like early to like early odds flair that you also recognize, um, and by and by being able to reproduce those styles so flawlessly, that's like half the battle. Part of the a big part of the reason. Boruto feels so strange is because Kishimoto's design sense was so well realized in terms of characters and world that it feels super strange to see someone reinterpret that as this like with the new coat of paint that doesn't quite fit you, if you look at, if you look at Boruto's outfit next to Naruto's outfit in that show, not necessarily in the manga, the manga feels more Kishimoto esque, so i say, but um, if you look at that, um, if you look at those outfits next to each other one feels like Boruto's current outfit and Naruto's like orange jumpsuit situation from Shippuden feel very, Bo, Boruto's feels much flashier. Feels much feels much more merchandisable than Naruto's did when you first saw it. And Yashihime Yashihime they take all the like Very They take all the very aggressive style cues From all the original cast And they like Just They they turn the dial almost In a way In creating new characters Like one of Shishomaru's kids Had the big Fur boa wrapped around One of her shoulders One of um the Shoshomaru's other kid is like decked out in like fancy white. Um, Inuyasha and Kagome's kid is a blessed fucking moron who's like, See, this fancy sword, if I stab it, if it'll solve, if I stab it with my fancy sword, it'll solve the problem. But she has like, she has like her mother's hair. And like her father's you're like led to believe sword, but her father's and but like wears clothes of her father and has the like snaggle tooth her father from inherited from her father and carry the bow and arrow and a katana and it... Like I was talking about with the One Piece um, Strong World movie, this has this has a feel like it feels like fan art of the of the cast of the main cast of Inuyasha's children, as that you would find on like Pinterest, but it with way higher production value and with a much more thought out um it was much more thought out and careful interpretation of it like you can you can imagine a bunch uh, the production team really caring about the character of the line here because that's going to be that's going to be a big fight because they they and that's also part of the reason why they ...give you the, like, first episode of Yashihime is basically the last episode of Inuyasha. And that means that that show... That, ...that gives that... ...that connects the two shows. And that makes it so... ...when they introduce what is clearly Kagome and Inuyasha's kid... ...you don't need to have, like, an explanation there immediately may come up at some point, but you just see it and you're like, oh, that's, that's Kagome and Yasha's kid. That little ball of nightmares and ask questions never, stab first, ask questions never, I think is how I explained her to Lauren. It's just, that's who that is. Uh, the show has enough intelligence not to to introduce the kid the the character as the character and not as an extension of the characters you know and love and it has enough it assumes enough intelligence on part on part of the viewer to do that as well and that's it thinking about continuing a franchise and about Boruto which I'm almost fucking positive was the show I talked about last time I talked about this on Sunday edition Boruto didn't have that confidence it it has to it it does the thing where like you meet the character and then immediately you meet their parents You, you immediately meet their parents and that's how you contextualize that character the Boruto characters are not defined by themselves they're de- they're all defined by their parents the yashihime characters are defined by their um are defined by their but by themse- are defined by themselves and by their own actions and the thing about yashihime if you could watch Yasha... If you, if you watch Yasha Hime... you watch it from... Episode 2 on... And you never saw episode 1... You don't necessarily, from what I've seen... Need to have seen... In Yasha. It would be nice. It would add a ton to the experience. But if you were watching... Yasha Hime, in that way, you wouldn't need to know. You just wouldn't need to know. You could probably even watch it from episode one. Uh, They explain. Episode one has a lot more, like just info dump, necessarily to create the the connective tissue, but it doesn't. Like you don't have need to have seen all of any Yasha. To watch and enjoy Yashahime, and that's really how you should continue with series, because all of these and the trap that um, Eureka Seven fell into is that it it saw the opportunity to be it it totally rightly to be fair it saw the opportunity to be in the, like, Gundam, to to get itself into the Gundam game, which is, it saw the opportunity to create a franchise that has a lot of branching paths, that has one central, like, one central branch and a lot of other, like, child branches that make it a franchise that that you sell off of for decades. And I talked about. Um, Zoids. Zoids. When I um, talked about like. Aging out. Of a franchise. Zoids did that that way. Because. The amount of work it takes. To. Do. What Gundam does. Is Massive. But it's also, and that's because it's it's not, like, just a massive amount of production of stuff. That's always true. But it's massive in the amount of care it needs to take to guide itself in a way where it doesn't immediately betray itself constantly. And that's what happened. That's what happened in the case of high evolution, is they didn't do that work. And it... And it fucking shows. And in Hime, they very clearly did do that work. And this is the first step of any in- that Inyasha is taking into being a serious contender of like this is a big sprawling world where you can watch you can go watch Inuyasha and then you can watch Yashihime and then you could possibly watch whatever co- happens next but the thing is, is I have a lot more confidence that Yashihime could do a sequel series to a second sequel series to Inuyasha and Yashihime at the same time and you would and it would work because they because they started so strong out of Yashihime. And I want to be clear. I'm not saying Yashihime is good. I'm saying... Because it's three episodes in. You don't fucking know. Um, actually, you do. And it looks like it's going to be more... In, it looks like it's going to be more in Yashish shenanigans. But... It's not... It hasn't betrayed its original inyashi original like stated concepts, which is really important but also really impressive because it that's an easy thing to do to do bad at <laughs> and on that note um i'm this is what i'm gonna kind of end it, but this is this is my name is Alex, and if you like this podcast, you can um subscribe to the you can subscribe to it and whatever you're using to you listen to me right now um i release episodes every third day every third day and sunday um with some bonus episodes tossed in wherever um based on manga i'm reading if you haven't list, if you've been listening and you haven't listened to the manga minute on f that's um before this episode in the feed you can go find it right now that was a fu- that's a fun experiment that I, at some point i'll have courage enough to attempt again um but i have been alex you've been listening to lunchbox radio sunday edition and until Thursday i will talk to you then